The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh. That's right. That's what it says. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. I mean, really. I mean, seriously. I mean, before this show is over, that'd be fantastic. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use. Probably won't, but we can if we'll be doers and not just hearers. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? You've got the 25th, 26th, 27th, and 28th. you got four days to find out what that answer is. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. When you've done the best that you can do... And then you just leave it before the Lord. How hard is that patience process where you just have to go, do, 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 Yeah, that wasn't that good of a version, but eh, what do you want? Anyhow, bottom line is if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, don't let it die of loneliness. If you have an opportunity where you want to share a praise report that will bless the people of God, do so. If you need other people to join their faith with yours, do so. We give you a couple of different ways to go about that. One of the ways is to reach out to us by phone. You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will end up talking to Captain Chris. And that's like getting a whole box to yourself of Nutter Butter cookies. Yes! Yes, I say, and then you will be There you go. You can also text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. As well as you can send an email to david at he must increase.org. That is live during the show. It will work. It uh, doesn't mean I respond to it the fastest as possible, but it's there. David at he must increase.org. And we are going to send you to the website, and there's so much stuff to tell you. I cannot tell you all in one, uh, one little session. Let's just say this. Brochures are being printed 
right now for distribution. So when those brochures are en route to our office slash my house, then we will send out an email telling everybody, hey, go back up, sign up again for the, or, or make sure you signed up for the ambassador program. Then we'll send you all the brochures. It'll be fantastic. It'll work great. We're going to be working on an instructional video on how to do it. It's super easy. It's not what you think. It's not a script. It's not anything like that. I promise you it'll be, you'll be like going, really? That's it? It's like, yep. Yep. Kind of like breathing just like that. Bottom line to all of that, check it out. Go look at those brochures. See which ones you might want. Let me know in some way, shape, or form. Also, while you're on the website, there is the prayer requests and praise reports opportunity on the website. There's a new link on the website at the very bottom. Check it out. We have made some advancements. You're going to be like going, what have you guys been doing? It's like you're working. It's like you got a job. I know. It's weird. Uh, and then finally, don't forget about money because without money, you'll be hearing that and that's really not all that much fun from a radio perspective go to he must increase.org prayer request he must increase.org praise report he must increase.org looking to give to this ministry he must increase.org confused by what's happening right now he must increase.org he must increase.org Okay. All right. Uh, let's pray for Ukraine. We keep doing that. We're not going to stop doing that. I'll give you some updates real quickly uh, in the next segment on Baby Theo and on Easton. Uh, and uh, what I need you guys to be praying for, but let's pray for Ukraine. Then we're going to jump into the Word of God. Father, we come before you right now. We're not smart enough. And we always act like we are. We always pretend like we just know everything. We don't know anything. We know enough to know you're in charge and you're aware of every nuance that's going on. And what we ask you for, God, is because earth is still yours, and though man is a, was a temporary administrator and lost that through sin, you are the permanent administrator of this planet. And we just ask you in your mercy, in your grace, in your kindness to bring peace where sinful man has just lost control. And let it be to the glory of God that it comes to an end. I, I even pray, Lord, that, that the headlines would say it's a miracle because then we'll know it's from you. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so we're going to be faithful and diligent on that all the way through. In the meantime, we are in First Peter, and this first segment is so good that I just I have to share it with you. I have to kind of like get into it and uh, and and. Go forward, and I want you to really catch this one thing. And, and if I fail to communicate it, I apologize ahead of time. But this one little phrase is so incredible. It's uh, it's actually First Peter chapter two, and we're in verse four. So if you remember verse one, two, and three, rid yourself therefore of all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander, like newborn infants, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. We talked about growing up in our salvation. Let's not be let's not be two forever. Okay, two and threes. Those were the times when all his parents went. Though he's in the terrible twos. He's in the terrible threes. Right. Let's get past that. Since you have tasted that the Lord is good, and you guys know God is good to you. He's so kind. He's done so many awesome things. The fact that you're breathing, even listening to this broadcast, whether you're listening live or listening uh, on uh, on whether it's a, a podcast, whatever it is, God has been so gracious to you, protected you, helped you, and if you 
had anything else to, to be honest about, you could just say, I am here right now by the grace of God, period. Okay? And then he says this in verse 4, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen and precious in God's sight, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. A lot of text there. That's why, that's why they use that phrase, okay, let's break it down. Let's rip it apart. Let's do all those fun things. Oh, wait, here's the favorite term. Let's unpack it. <laughs> I think you went on a trip, and now you're unpacking or something. Okay, here's the big thing. As you come to him, you think, okay, all right, Dave, well, it says, you know, you get rid of all these things and, and try and grow up there a little bit. And we've tasted that the Lord is good. And then it says, as you come to him. And then so you think, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you, that's the Greek phrase pros erkomahi. Pros erkomahi. And you're thinking, <laughs> okay, that in jeopardy, I might be able to do something with it. Aha! That phrase means in the perfect present tense to draw near. So when it says as you come to him, it's saying as you're drawing near to him. And it doesn't say that as you do that once because that's not enough. And Jesus illustrated that by when he spent time with the Father, separating himself from the tasks, from the disciples, from the people, to be alone with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. And so the, the text that says something as simple as, as you come to him, means this, that we are continually in the perfect present tense, which means we continually do it. And you will continually do it between now and not when the trumpet blows, it won't be over, because you'll be doing it for the rest of eternity as you draw near, as you come closer to the Lord, not caught up in the things that you've got your eyes focused on, not caught up in the things that you can't pay that are financial or the physical discomfort or the frustrations that you feel because it's not going the way you want it to go at work or this child's not doing what you want or this parent's not doing what you think they should be doing. None of that. We draw closer to him and we draw in tight so that we can have his presence, his anointing, his grace fill our hearts and minds. And as we are drawing into him, he strengthens us. And that's where that joy comes in. That's where that fellowship comes in. That's where that power comes in. And it enables us to overcome everything that's set before us. But there's a requirement. And that requirement is to draw near to him. For some of us, myself especially, that means shutting down every outside influence and going either into a quote-unquote prayer closet or removing myself from everybody and everything and virtually every sound and just communing with God Almighty, with the Lord Jesus Christ, and with the Holy Spirit. That's what it's called. That's what we're called to do. The irony is that in one passage it says that we were supposed to fellowship with God the Father and the Son, and another passage says we're supposed to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You get in the drift? <laughs> It's not a Tokyo drift. I'm pretty sure you guys can figure this out. And all of that has to do with us closing the door and saying, say later. I'm not talking to anybody doing anything. I am coming to him. I am drawing near to find my right center in life. That is what those four words mean.
Wow. What a way to rock and roll on a Monday, right? Okay, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. Then they complained to Moses against Moses and Aaron, and they said, it had been better for us to die in Egypt or even here in the wilderness. Their theory in that thought process is they're thinking, it'd be better for us if we just died in the wilderness or back in Egypt where we know where things were at, as opposed to going to a new land and being consumed by these big people. This is a terrible idea. There's some commentators that believe that their complaining really has to do with they, they thought it would be better to die over time in the wilderness or over time in Egypt versus going to the land and being immediately killed by these big people. And they were bumming. And look what they said. Wouldn't it be better to go back to Egypt? How quick we forget what the bondage is once you're out. Oh, how quickly do you forget the bondages that God brought you through once you're away from it? Like, well, well, I don't remember you being may that. be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I was just talking to Chris Captain Chris about the new billy goat that we have that's in our sound. He goes, eh, 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 eh. Yes, that's a technical issue. No, I didn't decide to start re-recording everything like a billy goat. Eh, eh, eh. 
I don't you love stuff like this? <laughs> this is like, what are, what are you doing? What are you doing? Okay. Uh, okay, we do have somebody that's calling in, so we haven't had a chance to do the trivia question, so we'll wait unless they, because they might want to ask something or say something or maybe even give a traffic forecast. The last forecast I heard in the traffic, by the way, is there were cars out there. Uh, we ready? Okay. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Annika. Hi, Annika. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I got a lot, 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 lot of stuff done over the weekend. People don't know it, but we are on, this is really funny, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts. Wow. And yeah, we've done a lot of... Uh, a lot of legwork behind the scene, and then pretty soon you'll be able to go, oh, Alexa, play the David Spoon Experience, and it'll be on there. So we're working it together. We're trying to get it together. How you been? How was your weekend? I'm doing great. I was listening to what you were talking about uh, when you opened the show um, in, what is it, First Peter? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I have a question that um, the denomination that I grew up in um, really didn't learn that much. Um, but now it, it occurs to me that I have a little bit of confusion. Um, I know from what I've learned over recent years that we don't worship the Holy Spirit or any angels of God that show up, you know, to make announcements, um, and that the Holy Spirit is our helper, and he points us to Jesus, not to himself, but only points us to Jesus. So... When we talk about worship, yep. do we worship Jesus? Okay. Uh, see, now that's a great question. You're talking about the Trinity. So this is going to be a little longer answer than you might anticipate, but I'm also going to say some things you're going to go, I did not know that. And so this is the, kind of like the big the big thing. So you can hang on so you can ask a follow-up if you want to. It doesn't bother me. Uh, or you can you can listen offline. It doesn't matter, but it is, it is really important for people to understand that it is that we are we are we go out in the name that word name is singular the father the son and the holy spirit and the holy spirit is god and there's a problem when churches teach that he's not god especially when you go into acts chapter 5 when peter goes you've not lied to men you've lied to the holy spirit you've lied to god so the idea is that some people teach the holy spirit's like a power source that's incorrect the holy spirit is as part of the Trinity as Jesus is part of the Trinity. The Father is worshipped. We know the Son is worshipped. And we know that the Holy Spirit points to Jesus. But the truth of the matter is the Holy Spirit is worshipped too in the capacity that when we'll uh, sing a hymn like, Holy, Holy, Holy. Holy, holy, holy. I'm not going to sing the whole thing for you because I don't want to ruin your day. But the bottom line is the, the worship goes to Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The worship goes to the throne of God. And where who is at the throne of God? The seven spirits of God, God the Father, and God the Son. And then in 2 Corinthians 13, 14, it says that we're supposed to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He's our helper, but he's also our comforter and our guide. And that's the same terminology that's used for Jesus when it says that Jesus is our advocate. That same Greek word is what's used for the Holy Spirit. So there's a, a little bit of a misconception that, that, well, you worship God the Father and you worship Jesus, but you don't worship the Holy Spirit. That means you're saying the Holy Spirit's not God. 
And that is wrong. That's what's getting closer to blasphemy of the Holy Spirit than anything hmm. else. So the idea, people are like, but that sounds kind of freaky. Oh, wait. So the bigger issue is that we as finite people do not fully understand an infinite God. Okay, well, that makes sense <laughs> because it's like because it's, it's hard to kind of figure it all out. But there are times where the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The Holy Spirit's mission is to point to Jesus. Jesus in his mission was to point to the Father. The Father sends out his Spirit in response. It's the Holy Spirit that hovered over the earth that brought about creation, and then we are born again by the Holy Spirit. Jesus is born by Mary and the Holy Spirit, so that he can be both divine and human, there's no question the Holy Spirit is God. <laughs> In other words, that's that's kind of off the table for, for, for typical theology. The question is, how do you then embrace it? So how I do it, not telling you how to do it, but how I do it, is I... I, I, I Think of it in terms of giving thanks and praise to the Father, through the Son, and by the Holy Spirit. And one of the things you'll hear me say is, uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God Almighty. Because it's three in one and one in three. And I understand that that doesn't work perfectly for a lot of people, but here's my definition. And this may help. I hope it helps. This may help. My name is David. Okay? I have a brain. I have a heart. And I have a body. And how I look at that is the brain is the Father, the heart is the Son, the body is the Holy Spirit, but my name is David. And so his name is is God. There is the Father, the brain, the Son, the heart, the body, the Holy Spirit, but his name is God. And that's how I kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? That's how I process it in my own brain. So I understand that there's some people that are thinking, but you don't, you don't worship the Holy Spirit. I mean, the Scripture doesn't say that you can worship the Holy Spirit. That's not entirely true when you look at the book of Revelation and they're worshiping before the throne where the seven spirits, the Holy Spirit, exists with God the Father and God the Son. So that's not altogether true. It's just it's not as clearly cut as we would prefer it. I mean, nobody in the Old Testament or in the New Testament, or not nobody, but they didn't often pray in the name of Jesus, yet we know that that's right. And so it's like you kind of grow into that and learn that. They did say in the name of your son, that, that did come up as a prayer. But my point is, if that's not a comfortability issue, then just bring that before the Lord. Yeah, I don't get that. I'm just going to keep doing it when I tend, and then you can reveal it to me and show me, and then if I'm doing it wrong, you can tell me, and if not, then I won't worry about it. And that's what I tell people to do, because that engages you with God, takes away teachers being the authority, and making sure that it's about the communal between you and the Lord God Almighty. Does that make sense? And it, and it also makes consistency again, because the, the understanding of we don't worship the Holy Spirit, even though it's part of the Godhead, um, didn't seem consistent. Right, and that the problem the problem with all of it is Jesus lives in your heart, but who lives in you that that's practical by spirit, and that's the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit is Jesus's ministry on earth to the ah, to the masses, okay. and so that's where I think the failure is: is that Jesus left? Okay, remember he's in he's in this glorified body, right, resurrected body. How can mm -hmm. he minister to everybody all over the world when he's 
you know, when he's got fingers and toes and so on and so forth. And then that's when the Holy Spirit gets likened unto sunshine. People who stay in the dark never get to the touch of the warmth. People that come out into the sunshine, into the light, get to be touched. So there, there's a, a greater understanding that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was, in fact, the birthing, not the foundation of the church, but the birth of the church in a partnership with God, the Holy Spirit inhabiting every one of us. And then it tells us, you're the temple of God. Your body's the temple of God. Well, who lives in there? The Holy Spirit does. And so, like, so you got to be you know, aware of that. So there's all of those notions. And I know it's uncomfortable for some people. I, I get it. And they've been fighting about this for <laughs> For, for 3,000 years. But it's not that difficult if you kind of want to break it down. I just tell people, though, look, this is between you and God. The theologian at a school doesn't necessarily know God or the Word any more than you do. You do this between you and Him. I get it. I like that, too. Real quick, can I ask one quick question? You can. I, I noticed that in some Bibles they capitalize he or him, and I don't, I don't know when that's the case and if that's always the case. So when do you, when you're talking about God, which version of the, the Trinity do they capitalize? And I'll it, hang up. Okay? okay. Okay, you got it. All right. So the answer to that, another great question. Boy, Annika just got it rolling. So the answer to that is it depends on the translation. So. Some translations capitalize everything that has Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Some only tr uh, capitalize uh, the Father. Some only capitalize the Father and the Son. Some translations have Jesus' words in red. Well, they weren't written in red. <laughs> in fact, the Bible wasn't written with chapters or verses either. That came later. It's based on the translation committee and their understanding of what the text is. Is that often right? 99.4. I mean, it's huge, right? It's unbelievable how right it is. It's really close to math in that capacity, but it's not perfect. And that's why you have to ask the Lord to reveal it, to show it to you. There are about four, maybe more like eight passages that there, there's a capitalization where you're sitting there thinking, eh. and most of that has to do with when, when, when Paul's talking about either his spirit or the Holy Spirit. So that's really the biggest issue, I, I think, that, that takes place. But some won't capitalize at all uh, because that's the methodology they've chosen for translations. That's why, that's why I use multiple translations. I mean, if you're going to get it in a nutshell, I use some that are really strict to the Greek, and then I use some that are really free and usually bring my conclusions to the somewhere in between. As life has often taught most of us, it usually lies somewhere between the left and the right. <laughs> Remember, God is top center. Never forget that. God's top center. Everything else is eh, interesting. Okay? All right, we'll take our break and come back. That was so much fun. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's been my privilege in my past. I've been a Christian for a short time, only about 40 years. But when I was in my first year, I had a chance to meet James Robeson, who had a chance to pray for my brother and myself. Uh, Very helpful at a very needful time as we were fighting our way out of a Christian cult. And uh, he prayed for clarity. And uh, it was just a pastor's gathering in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I have the privilege again of interviewing one of what what I consider to be one of the great men of God who are still with us on this planet. And I just want to give a wholehearted welcome and open door and open heart to James Robinson. Uh, thank you, sir, for being a part of our show and a part of our audience. Well, David, it's a pleasure to join with you, and I'm grateful that praying together was uh, meaningful to you and a, a very important part and, and point in your life. So just joy to be with you and your listeners. Now, David, can I just download what I believe is the heart of our Heavenly Father to your listeners for a few minutes? Yes, please, by all means. When I spoke to the leaders before the election, and I talked about the need, this is in Washington, there were nearly 2,000 pastors and church leaders there. And I said, I'm telling you, there are people right now who are being captivated by the Jesus they see in some of our lives. And I said, listen to me. We have a fatherless nation, desperately in need of a father. If we, as believers, as Christians, who have the perfect father, if we would show people clearly what the family of the perfect father looks like, I believe the fatherless would run to the father and the father's house. And I believe that. I said that to the president of the United States. I said, sir, your children say you're a good father. Eric Trump happened to be sitting by me when I first said that. Eric said, he's a great father. I said, well, he may be, but that doesn't mean he's flawless. I do believe that we need a father, and I believe we can pray and God can raise up people that have a father's heart. And so I began to emphasize the church revealing what the father's like. Now, listen to me. We as believers comprise the body of Christ, the body of born-again, baptized into Christ believers who are born from above. We have a perfect heavenly Father who reveals his will. He's not willing that any should perish. He said, you call on me, and I'll heal your land. Now listen to me. Christian believers, we're not looking for a champion. We've got one. He's the only one that rides the white horse. We're not looking for a king. We have a king. The king of kings, the Lord of lords, that's Jesus. He holds kings in his hand. Our king, our shepherd, our father said, come to me as my family, and you ask me to heal your land in desperate need of healing. You come in humility. You come knowing I'm the only one that can heal, and I can use imperfect vessels to accomplish my perfect will. I always have. I always will. 